0: Joy here. I'm so excited that you guys are tuning in to watch this interview. I'm interviewing Sarah today. So she is a abuse and sex abuse, I would say, guru, where she helps people to overcome these things. But most importantly, guys, she helps you to get a shift in mind uh, in one session. As entrepreneurs, we have to develop ourselves every single day. And that never changes for the rest of your life, which is absolutely fantastic because that's the one way that you just live. You know, you, you keep developing yourself. It's an amazing feeling. But sometimes to start this journey, it's really, really hard because you have a lot of baggage that you carry with you that is holding you back. And um, she, can fix, she can fix that in one session <laughs> where some people, me, myself, takes a very long time you know, to get on that journey. It took me about a year and a half, maybe even two years to to really start my journey because I was, you know, I had to keep motivating myself and inspiring myself and, you know, do all of these things where, which is absolutely perfectly fine. A lot of people do exactly that, but she can do it in one session. In one little session, she can fix you <laughs> and then obviously you just need to keep the work and keep going on it. So I'm very excited that you guys are here to in, in this interview. This is going to be absolutely amazing and uh, please, you know, ask questions afterwards as well. I'm going to drop her links and she will be happy to have a session with you guys. And, um, you know, let's get that mind shift in place and let's get you started on this awesome entrepreneurial journey. Talk to you guys soon. I'm just so excited. I'm stumbling on my words. Uh, Talk to you guys soon. Have fun on this interview, guys. Are you thinking of becoming an entrepreneur but you're not exactly sure if that is for you? Or you have tried a few times but you have failed? Or maybe... You are currently on your journey but you're not exactly sure you're taking the right path and if you're doing the right things. Follow along on this podcast where I will be sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you all. I will be sharing my successes, my failures and also my challenges. The best part is I will also be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs that will be sharing their stories and their successes. This is my podcast, Entrepreneurial Journey and I am Joy Nicholson. Hi everyone. As you guys know, I've started this podcast to share my journey as my entrepreneurship with everybody. And today I'm very excited. I've got a wonderful lady on the interview and I is Sarah and she has an, a, a goosebumps thing for me. She helps people to overcome abuse and sexual abuse. Hi Sarah, welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you here. I think what you do is just absolutely amazing. And we definitely need more people like you out there, you know, to help people that's going through these issues because it's such a big thing that nobody talks about. So it's it's really, really cool. So um, can you tell people a little bit about you, you know, where you come from, what's your hobby, something not working related, a little bit more personal related?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm actually, I'm in the UK at the moment. Um, I'm with family. I was born in the UK, but until a few months ago, I was actually living in Perth, Western Australia, for 13 years. So not too far from you. Um, Yeah, and I'm just back here spending time with family at the moment. So
0: that's awesome. That's so nice to have this family. You know, it's good to do family times.
1: (laughs) My my other family, my husband and my two boys, are in Australia. But this was this was some me time. This was time out that I needed with my family over
0: here, so yeah. That's so needed, it's so needed, that's so awesome. Now, I've got a question for you. Have you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or is this something that just came along the way? Did you come from a family of entrepreneurs? How did this journey start for you? Yeah, that's a
1: really interesting question. And I didn't know for a long time that what was wrong with me was that I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I went through the whole thing of going through school, getting an education, being in jobs that, they boxed me, they confined me in a role, and wondering why everyone else was happy, to seemed to be happy to do this, and I absolutely hated it. The only time I was ever happy working for someone else was when I was in an autonomous, like sales and management role, Mm -hmm. And so I would be managing an area, let's say, and the head office was somewhere else. So I was my own boss running my own area. And because it was sales, I was working all different hours, going to different places, sometimes working at home, sometimes working a 12-hour day, sometimes working a four-hour day. And I loved that. I loved the flexibility. And I was able to get so much done. And other people used to say to me, how on earth can you do that? And I would look at them and say, how do you do what you do? And that is, that is the only way I could ever work for someone else. And then finally, when I did start working for myself, and even though, as you know, it was such incredibly hard work and it was all consuming, I was so happy. And I just suddenly went, oh, so that's what's been wrong with me. I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. So, yeah. So that's the story there.
0: That is so awesome. I get the boxing feeling. I definitely do. Oh. I, I don't play well with bosses.
1: <laughs> no, I was, I, whenever I was working for someone else, I always found that I wanted more. I wanted them to see my potential. I wanted them to develop me, to give me more to do. I wow.
0: hated that this was my role, you know? So, yeah. I completely understand that. What is the first business that you tried?
1: Oh, my first business was actually um, a restaurant, so in Australia, you would know this, the coffee club. Oh, wow, really? Yes, I had a coffee club franchise until very recently, until very recently. I had it for nearly, about eight and a half years, I had a coffee club franchise. I've just given it up because I'm really concentrating on what I'm doing now. But yeah, so that was, that was my first business. Coffee
0: club franchise. Fantastic. And that's a super successful business because the coffee clubs are everywhere. I actually have a club card in my wallet. That, and, and that was one good thing about
1: doing a franchise like that. I really had this idea because I'd always been into sales and customer service. So I had this idea that I wanted to do something where I could really utilize those skills um, and just do, do something exceptional within customer service is what I wanted to do. And I looked at a cafe restaurant and I thought, well, I have no idea how to set one up, how to run one. But I thought, well, then I'll just join an organization that's going to show me. So that's what I did. Yeah. Brilliant. That is Oh, so much grounding. I learned so much. It was amazing. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: I can imagine because it's, I mean, starting your own something like that, that's a full on thing. Especially if you have no experience. How did you find it? What were your challenges with that? Do you know my challenge, and
1: this is you have no idea, but my challenge was I'd actually gone from a situation where I was suicidal um, from my past beliefs about myself, from being bullied at school, and what how it had destroyed my self-confidence and my self-belief. And I was 45 years old and I was suicidal I was going to kill myself because I just couldn't face another day of feeling like I did about myself and in the end I had this pivotal moment where I decided no I'm going to get a grip I'm not that person and I'm going to get over this and I started my first business It was very very hard I was to make myself be who I was meant to be, basically. So it was a real challenge because I I had had no self confidence, my self belief was in the gutter, and I opened this business where I had to learn, I had to manage, I had to lead. But so my biggest challenge was myself. Um, but I got through.
0: Well, obviously, because you got, you had a very successful franchise, so yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, and, and obviously I've gone on from there. It's taken me to the person I am today. So it's been an amazing transition, but yeah, very, very unusual answer there to what was my biggest challenge. Hopefully that won't be most people's biggest challenge, moving from suicide to opening a business, you know, but yeah. Well,
0: that is very motivational. That is extremely motivational. It just shows that anybody can do it. There's no excuses really.
1: Honestly, if I could do it feeling like I did and I I couldn't get out of bed in the morning without questioning Did I do that right? Should Mm. I have you know, I was I was questioning everything that I thought and said every minute of every day I had no self-confidence at all. If I can do it and get to where I've got then honestly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. That is so, so cool. Now, okay, obviously you mentioned your challenge, but now what made you start your, your next venture after your coffee club? I'm assuming is that what you're doing at the moment? No, no. So I've had
1: another restaurant in between, which oh. is the restaurant. We still have this one. This is in um, Margaret River, 300 kilometers south of Perth.
0: Okay. Um, and
1: my husband and one of my sons is currently running that one. But what happened with the coffee club, I got four years in and I changed so much as a person. You can't imagine how I went from who I was. Mm. And suddenly I had this very successful business on my hands. And I was really coming into my own and realizing who I was. And, and I just suddenly said, I need another restaurant. I need another business. <laughs> So I wasn't, I got to the point I wasn't happy with one. And this was all part of my growth and my development. It was almost like, woohoo, look at me, look at who I am now, you know.
0: (laughs) So that's what happened there. <laughs> that's awesome, though. What do you think is that thing that encouraged you on the way? You know, what is the thing that kept motivating you when you were like in this challenging time with starting your, you know, your first, you know, the coffee club? What was your challenge, your motivation that kept you going? Because that's yeah. a thing, that people find it hard to keep going sometimes. So, what kept you going?
1: Yeah, well, I think it was because it was a franchise. Number one, I invested an awful lot of money in it. It was a franchise, I invested a lot of money. Um, And I wasn't on my own, don't forget, I was with a team, That we had head office support, so I wasn't at home working on my own. So I think there's the amount of money that was invested, there was the fact that there was so much help and support, so I was never on my own, but then there was the fact, there was my determination about my own personal journey, I was like, I had decided. I had decided that I was not going to be that person. I was going to change. It was my responsibility. it was my choice and I wanted to be different. Yes and that's really I just remember that being my overriding feeling it was it was my overriding driver that I was going to conquer this. I'd wasted so much time on being this defined person. And I wasn't going to do it. And I, I uh, determination, there you are. That was it. I have just determined.
0: Yeah. Wow. That is really, really powerful, actually. How do you, how do you keep yourself? Because obviously, in that time, you can't just, you know, just leave. I'm assuming you can't just like carry on and just think of how you're going to do this. You obviously had to educate yourself and you had to educate yep. your mind. Did you do a lot of self development in a sense of motivational things? And did you have a coach or a mentor?
1: Oh, I did so much. Honestly, I have invested in myself like most people invest in a mortgage. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah So started off I started off making this decision and like you've as you've said, you can decide, but then what do you do? So mm. I started off with books, I was watching loads of stuff online and then I did courses. I did really expensive mentorships. I I really really got into it. I That's I cool. felt that investing in me was yes. the best investment I could make.
0: Wow. You
1: know, I I've been so unhappy. Yes. That once I started and and I I felt the joy. I felt the experience yes. of of the shift and the change and the growth. And wow. as you know, it becomes um, like there's no limit to it. it you just keep on growing. Um, so I have invested a huge amount in myself, and I continue to, you know, personal development, business development, professional development. Mm. Um, yeah, I love it, and it and it all has a purpose, and it's got me to where I am. And I, I don't begrudge anything that I invest in myself. It's like the L'Oreal, because I'm worth it. I'm worth it. And that's all I tell myself and what this is my life. I've only got one and
0: I'm worth it. And that's it. That's awesome. I love it. Absolutely love it. What is it? So how did you start what you're doing at the moment? How did that come about?
1: Oh, okay. So that came about because once I had two successful businesses, bearing in mind they were 300 kilometers apart. So I was running two successful businesses. I was married, had had my boys, although they were, they were late teens by then. So of course, what happens, people started to come to me and say, "Well, if I wanted to do a business, what would I do? If I want to start a business, what do I need to know?" And so by default, I started coaching people, um, and I loved it. I realized I, I didn't realize how much I knew. But if you can imagine by then how much work I'd done on myself. Yes. And it was very natural for me to impart and to just encourage um, and, and just motivate people and start them on their journey. Yes. Um, so, and I, I loved it. I, I just loved doing the coaching. But yes. what happened was that I found out that really, a bit like me, my, my development journey, as I said, took me kind of eight, nine years to get yes. to where I am now. But even then let's say i had been going six or seven mm-hmm. and I found when I was coaching people they were coming up against the same things it's two step forwards and then you get a drama and it's one and three quarters back and it takes a long time mm-hmm. and I just thought remembering how painful and long my journey had been I wanted something quicker I had this this real desire to find something to shift people quicker and I found hypnotherapy, the form of hypnotherapy that I do now, um, and once once I studied it and looked into it, it, I mean it is it's a super therapy. What what I practice now it's a super therapy. I combine hypnosis with traditional therapies of CBT, so cognitive behavior therapy, and NLP, the neuro linguistic programming, and the shifts are. Are incredible Mm -hmm. I have a one session shift that I do I expect someone to get their first big shift in the first session and that's significant for even major things which is why I do the trauma work so once I had this tool um, in this hypnosis that I do Mm -hmm. um, I started to get people come to me with mental health problems really bad ones long-term depression anxiety anger issues things like that, and people who'd been in therapy for a long time and weren't getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realized, with addiction as well, so serious addictions like alcohol and gambling, I could really, really help these people very quickly, which I was doing, and then I realized that no matter what they came to see me for, basically most of them had trauma in their background. Wow. Most of them had sexual abuse or emotional abuse or domestic violence yeah. or, or they had um, narcissistic parents, wow. that, that kind of thing. And I just thought there's a real common thread here. Yeah. So I was dealing with all this trauma and PTSD as it was coming up in the session. And I just thought this would be so much better if I just specialized and niche down and help this particular group of people. So mm-hmm. that's how I got to where I am, yeah. So again, that was, that was a journey, it developed. It, had you asked me in the beginning, when I started doing the hypnosis and everything, do you want to work with trauma? I would have said, no, no way, that's not what I want to do.
0: Yeah. But your purpose finds you. Yes. That's- oh, I love that sentence, it's so true. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's my passion and it's my purpose. Yeah. I didn't hunt it out. I didn't say, wow, I really want to work with this group of people. I just was working with them. And mm-hmm. I loved the shift and the healing that I could do for them. So yeah. it, it, it just evolved. And it, it's been a very natural evolving. And I, I love being able to help that group of people because there is not enough specialist support out there.
0: That is so true. And the sad thing is people don't talk about those type of things. So they always will hold them back.
1: They don't. And they don't for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's guilt and shame. Sometimes yeah. it's because they don't want to. I mean, I won't go through all the reasons. They, they've they been made to feel guilty. Yeah. As if they say something, so-and-so will go to prison and that will be your fault. Yeah. You know and also um people who've been abused they see themselves in a particular way and they think that they don't matter Mm. they think there are so many reasons why people don't speak out and of course some people have tried to speak out either as children or as adults and not been believed Mm. that's horrific Mm. that's one of the biggest biggest problems for abuse abuse survivors that they've tried to seek out and no one so my my job one of my jobs i like to provide that safe haven where people will be seen heard and understood yeah you know if you come to me i'm not i'm not going to query you and not i'm not going to tell you i don't believe you mm. that's that's what i'm providing that safe haven where mm. you can say what you need to say and i'll give you what you need you know so yeah it's big big problems lots of reasons why people don't speak out
0: yeah that's that's absolutely amazing. And now, re- related to that specifically, do you feel like after, you know, like helping these people, do you feel like they can do anything that they want in life, you know, like not just starting a business, but do you feel like it really opens them up so they can take that next step in their life fully and yeah. not for a little bit, but they actually, you know, they carry on forever, you know, becoming like you have, you know, just grown yeah. into such an amazing person? Actually,
1: because the problem for... Um, any. People who survive any type of abuse. Yes. It's not I don't want to I don't want people to jump on me here, but I don't want so I don't want to belittle the event. But the problem isn't the event per se. We all know that if we are involved in something or an event or something happens to us, over time that event, no matter how significant it is. Mm -hmm. No, I had a traumatic car accident twenty years ago but I'm not still thinking about it every minute of every day. So it fades over time. But for survivors of abuse, the, the biggest problem they have is the way it leaves them feeling about themselves. And the way that neuro-linguistic programming works, of course, the feeling is, is intensified as they get older, because the thought process gets deeper. And the more often we have a thought, the more deeply embedded in the brain it is, and it, it, it becomes the, the thought of habit. Yes. So, my job is to work out with the client what is it you feel that has you stuck? Mm-hmm. What is it you feel about yourself? And some of it we've already touched on. And how do we need to change that? So, my work isn't about the event it's not about revisiting the event although we can but again that's a problem for most people they don't want to re- revisit the event yeah. my work is all about how do you feel about yourself and then I change how you feel about yourself that's, that's it that
0: must be do a wooden feeling yeah.
1: we, do, we do it we do it in the, we do it in the hypnosis and I I see people change in a session I, I see people suddenly get a big realization, and they will literally they will un uncurl, they will unburden. They look brighter. They're, I've seen people come into a session shriveled and hunched up and hardly able to talk, and then they open up like this huge burden gets lifted. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So for me, that that's why the work is so powerful. Yes, it's all about how you feel about yourself and that is what we shift and when we shift how you feel about yourself you can do anything like my shift that took me a long time yes that's what i do for people very quickly which is why i love this it's amazing
0: that is so awesome that is really really so awesome wow um because it's interesting because i always um, one of the things that i tell my audience is that Uh, you know either on podcasts or just messages is that you can't do you can't start a business if your mind space is in the wrong place if you're not motivated and all of that stuff it's just not going to work and the only advice that i can always just give people is to say uh you know educate yourself and you know develop your mind read books listen to podcasts do videos you know because that's what i did exactly you did is just keep developing yourself but what you do is more powerful um where can people reach you for this you know where can they you know, find you, do you have a website? Do you have anything that they can just come and talk to you about this? Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, so my website is um, sallyg.com. So my business is Sally G. So that's the name Sally with the letter G.com. It's okay. easy to find. Um, there's free resources on there. There's, okay. uh, my calendar link is on there. People can book in and have a 30-minute session with me mm-hmm. uh, where I explain more about the process, why it works, how it works, Yes. And they can decide if it's for them. And they can look at my programs and things as well on there. Yep. That's and on, obviously on Facebook as well, people can find me.
0: We'll definitely drop some links on the bottom as well. Now, one last little question or statement for you. What is your, if you have any advice for New entrepreneurs, because that's really where my podcast is all about—is to get people um, to start their own business if they've been sitting on the fence and thinking about what you know, how to do this and where to start. What would be your advice for people sitting on the fence, um, thinking about starting their business but they haven't quite yet made that decision? What would you advise them to do?
1: I don't, I don't like to say wait until you're ready, because I think you need to start because you'll never be ready. So start, but do the work. I I think it's no good starting and expecting it to be plain sailing and to expect to make a fortune next month. There's very, very few people do that. So start so that you're committed Mm -hmm. and do whatever it takes to keep going. But I think that's it. Just know that it's going to be hard. Yes. Go into it thinking that it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. And and then when it is, you won't be surprised. Yes. I think people people just think it's going to be easy. And that, then when it's not, they give up. Yes. So start, know that it's going to be hard. And then when the barriers come up, just find a way over them. There mm-hmm. is a way over them. You've just gotta find it and not give up.
0: Yes. That's it. Just Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. That's great advice. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on my show. I really, really appreciate your time. I absolutely love what you do. I think it is so amazing. And, and I mean, yeah, I can definitely relate, you know, with your whole mind shift thing and um, yeah, and I'm hoping that people will come and talk to you about this because I can definitely see the power behind the change, you know, in a person. So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate your time and um, yeah, have a great day well thank you so much for having me and
1: yeah let's hope some people come and talk to me and we can get them some shifts in their lives get them to where they
0: need to be yes it's so powerful it's so amazing thank you so much yeah have a great day thanks so much bye then